You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash Film School. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. In the comedic style of The Office and the films of Christopher Guest, Chalk is a portrait of life in the trenches of that most honorable and frustrating profession, teaching. With us today is Chalk's director-co-writer, Mike Akel, who provides a rare and realistic teacher's perspective into an absurd, provocative, and occasionally volatile world in a country where 50% of teachers quit within the first three years. Mike Akel, welcome to Film School. Thanks for having me. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Austin's getting a ton of rain. Yeah? So, really? Uh, yeah, and I'm actually, you know, I've got some water damage. I'm not going to lie Uh-oh. to the audience. <laughs> uh, I've kind of been putting off some stuff on my house, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be spending the next couple of weeks working on my house. So. So, you, so you put it off. You knew if it rained, you'd get water <laughs> damage, and you got water damage. Well, do you, now, don't, you don't get that <laughs> much. Do you get that much rain in, in Austin? You know, usually we don't, but June actually... Uh, even the year we shot back in '04, we had a ton of rain as well. So for some reason, this June we have gotten a ton of rain. I mean, we need it wow. here in Texas. So yeah. Yeah. that's well, a good well, thing. It's send good some thing. of that over our way. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Speaking, of, we have none. Have, <laughs> February was a fire month for us this year, which is I know. Unheard yeah. Of. Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. So enough of this weather talk. <laughs> yeah. You you were uh, the weather channel. Yeah. <laughs> How is it that you began this movie on teaching, Chuck? Chris Moss, a co-writer and actor in the film, uh, he and I grew up together. We worked on quite a few projects together. We'd done sketch comedy, improv, and back in, oh, I guess it was 2000, we had done a, about a 60-minute mockumentary, and mm-hmm. we'd had mild, moderate success with it. And, uh, and then we kind of took a break. Chris was married and then now has a couple kids, and, and I got a job teaching tennis and then eventually found my way into teaching high school, TV film. And so after my first two years, I was really ready to start creating something, kind of one of those things where I sort of laid down the artistic dream of filmmaking for a while and just said, you know, I'm going to teach. I'm good with kids and I got to teach TV films, so this is good. I need to pay the bills and fix the the leaky roof kind of stuff, you know, artist dilemma not changed since the beginning of time no, yeah. no. so yeah and then uh, after i finished my second year chris and i just we kind of got together started you know having doing our morning coffee and said you know i think we're, let's do another project and he was just beginning his first year of teaching and so he had student taught he had been in the, the public high school and i'm like man this is after we whittled down other ideas to this one we said let's do this let's put it on the front lines let's move the camera behind the mailboxes put them in the teacher's lounge like a documentary we're, we're big documentary fans you know, we wanted to show a real perspective. It, it wasn't a, a rip, not to rip on Mr. Holland's Opus or Dangerous Minds or those movies. We just felt like, as a teacher, and I watched all those movies, I'm not going to lie, I watched them all. You know, the inspiration lasts about 15 minutes, and then you go in, and then you're hit in the face with the reality of, you know, a lot of these kids don't want to be there, and it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. So that was sort of the underlying current of why are 50% of teachers quitting within the first three years? So that acted as our premise. 
sort of a thesis, like what's, this is what we're asking throughout the, the making of the film. And then we use the style because it fits a, a $10,000 budget to get it started, you know, documentary style, DV film. Let's give uh, the audience sort of a broad outline of the story. You, I'll just say you, you follow four different mm-hmm. teachers slash assistant pr- uh, principals uh, through a year. I always say this, here's the, the quick pitch, is it's a, it's a comedy about new teachers shot in the style of The Office. You know, that's kind of the, the way it is, and, and then we follow this first-year assistant principal. So it really is a look at new teachers on the front line. It's like, what was Mr. Holland's, Mr. Holland like his first year, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. it is. It's a, you know, my mom's taught for 30 years, and Chris taught, and a lot of our film team come from families of educators. And we're like, how do we show what's really going on? We're natural comedians. That's our sort of... That's our, our bent artistically, and we thought, man, there's nothing like getting comedic with it and then just exposing truth at the same time. You say your mom taught for 30 years? Yeah. You hear that yeah, right? She's, she's huh. still teaching. Wow. So did she get to see the film? Oh, yeah. You let her she see it? it. <laughs> What'd she think? She loved it. I oh, mean, good. she loves it. She's always been extremely supportive. I went to her school and actually showed it to, to her students when we were in the, on the film festival circuit. We were in Memphis. She lives in Memphis, Tennessee. I got to meet her teachers because she's always talking about her world. I love just seeing her kids and the teachers she works with. And I'm like, we could use some of these characters. We're working on a TV show pitch right now. And I'm like, that, that, I mean, it's unlimited material, yeah. you know, and she's given me stories. Did she contribute at all in the making of the film? Any storylines or any ideas that she gave you? You know, it's funny. She's actually in it. She was up during part of the summer, and I, I threw her in the teacher's lounge, and uh, oh. she got so she got so nervous. I'm like, Mom, I'm I'm not asking you to be, you know, Stanislavski here. <laughs> I just need you to just chill. We're improv. And, and then finally, one of the other teachers that's an actor started giving her a back rub. Uh-huh. And so that's the shot that makes it in. My mom's just relaxed, getting a back rub, you know, because it's little vignettes in the, in the yeah. teacher's lounge, and my mom's just loving it. Oh, that's great. We're speaking with Mike Akel, and the film is Chalk. The, uh, the style of the film, it, we've described as a mockumentary, it feels like an improvisational film. Okay, give us an example. Yeah. Say you're shooting yeah. a scene. What did you give your actors? Yeah, um, for example, we you know we call it scripted improv. A Curb Your Enthusiasm uses it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Arrested Development used it a bit. There were definitely highly scripted shows at the office. But yeah, we had every pretty much every scene you see in the film was written in terms of hey, you know, we have a scene in the film where two um, African American girls get in a fight mm-hmm. in the class. The first year teacher, Mr. Lowry, is in the back and he's dealing with a student. He's disciplining another student. And these two girls go off, and they're fighting, and, and one of them uses the N-word. And that was something, uh, as a white male teacher, it was culture shock for me. I was like, wow, how do you handle this? How do you deal with this? And so we really wanted to show this first-year teacher on his toes and coming from <laughs> engineering into his first year thinking he's yeah. going to get back to society and just because he has a good heart, um, which is really, you know, that's part of it, but you got to be a trained professional. And so what we did is we told Mika was, was the lead in that class, the, the girl that started. She was one of my best students, awesome. I said, okay, Mika, I need you to get a little fired up here. Um, you're friends with Denise. I'm sure you guys have gotten in an argument before. Well, just, you know, when we kind of cue you, just start talking and then let it get a little louder. And so we did it about three times, and, I mean, they just nailed it. Yeah. The third or fourth time, and then he breaks it up, and, and then we just let the cameras roll. And, and the actors, the other three actors besides Chris, or trained theater actors. I mean, that's what they've done since birth. So it was it was a challenge for them because they're used to a script. 
they're used to being, you know, having a beginning, beginning, middle end to a scene, and uh, so I think that's why you get a lot of the honest reactions because that's the way life is, especially in the classroom. These kids keep you on your toes. How many? What is there a percentage of students and actors? Did you try to maintain that? A balance there. You know, we had um, pretty much, let's see, our four main characters that the film follows are all actors. Right. Um, we had one kid that was a local actor here in Austin, and he's the one that gets in, you know, a, a quite a few rubs with Mr. Lowry, the first-year teacher. He's great. Right. He's the, the one with the phone. cell phone, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so he was an actor, and all the others were, were either my students or former students or Chris's from his high school that we recruited, or friends of our students that we had sort of auditioned. You know, really auditioning was like making sure they could show up on time, kind of getting different shapes, sizes, and colors, and, you know, mixing up the classroom. What kind of camera did you use on this? We actually had two cameras, which was great. We had the DBX 100A, the Panasonic. Um, We shot it at the 24 frame per second rate, which, you know, gives it that film look. Mm -hmm. And um, we had two of them. Our director of photography was great. He also operated camera, you know, our first camera. Uh, Stephen Schaefer's his name. And then we had our second camera operator, Bob Perkins, who also edited the film, mm-hmm. was sort of the steady. And if you met these guys, their personalities totally fit their style of shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stephen's real frenetic and exciting. He's like a Jack Black combo of Chris <laughs> Farley and Jack Black. He's real funny and lively and wiry. And so the camera's moving around a lot. And then Bob is just real steady day the course, quick punchlines, dry sense of humor, and uh, he's, he's always catching the reaction. So how much did you and, uh, and Chris get involved in editing? Were you in there? No, I was, uh, Chris was just by nature of his other calling as being a dad and a husband. He's, in our last film and this film, he never has really had a chance to go through the editing process. So I was through the whole editing process. If there's anything that that's probably the thing I enjoy the most is the timing of editing and putting it all together. But Bob Perkins was our main editor, and I was there with him. And then we had a second editor, um, Graham Davidson, who's also one of our producers and sound designer that also was in the room. So there were three of us most of the time, which was great. You start off with 60 hours, is that right? Yeah, we had about 60 hours total you know, after some pickups and reshoots. Well, the first time around, did you edit it down to about 90 minutes, or were you running over and had to make some hard cuts later on? You know, the first pass was just watching everything, taking notes, you know, just logging and capturing everything. And then you kind of whittle out. You just get rid of all the fat, you know, uh-huh. that doesn't even have a chance. And then I think our first cut that we really kind of made a rough cut, we put ourselves on track to try to enter South by Southwest and send in a rough cut by December. So it was about three months of hard, fast editing. Mm-hmm. And it was about, let's see, it ended up 85. So it was around 100 minutes maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was definitely too long, you know. And then we, we went back and said, what do we need? What do we not need? And, had to make shrewd decisions. I mean, it's it's amazing how many tough choices you have to make in the editing process. And I, and we did feedback screenings. We had a, an amazing uh, writer, local writer here. He's a novelist, writes for The New Yorker. He just won the Pulitzer Prize. His name's Lawrence Wright. And he loved the film, and he came on after we had finished the first round. And he just looked me straight in the eye and said, look, you've got to do this, this, and this. And I yeah. took most of his advice, but I was so thankful to have someone of his caliber come in and mentor us through the process. We're speaking with Mike Akel, and the film is Chalk. It's a mockumentary about four teachers, and it follows them through uh, a school year from uh, from September to June. You had some of the teachers 
do video diaries at mm. different segments. How did that work out? Did they just all sit down and do those at once, or was this over a long period of time? Initially, we wanted, you know, we'd shot a round of them during production. Again, this was in 04, June of 04. So we thought, ooh, at the end of the day, the actors will, be, will really be tired, so let's do the diaries then because they'll be able to sort of relate that to their diaries. Well, we shot them. They just didn't look as good. And the bummer was is I was really tired, and so directing them, so was Chris. And so we just didn't, they just didn't come off as, as good. Yeah. And so what we decided to do is go back. Actually, months later, about eight months later, we went up to New York and reshot them. We hired another guy to shoot them, and he did a great job, Dan Parsons. He's actually in that. L.A. area, going to Chapman Film School. He did a great job. He shot the interviews um, that are more polished and, you know, black backdrop. And then we did the diaries at one house. We just kind of set up different locations. And we just thought that would be a different way to say, you know, what what would these people be like if no one was there? Not being interviewed, but they're actually, you know, kind of talking to a camera. A little less guarded, I guess you could say. Were there particular storylines that emerged in editing? What surprised you about the sort of the editing process and in terms of the storylines that emerged? Was yeah, I, the storylines, I, I learned so much in this process. I mean, I really feel like our last film, it was real basic three-act structure. Guy wants to win something, here, you know, set up the conflict. And this one was hard because it was like we were discovering along the way and I didn't know if there would be a lead character. You know, I just knew four that I was really interested in. You know, Chris and I talked about, we like these four. And then when we were editing, it really became apparent probably midway through that Mr. Lowry, the way we describe it, is Mr. Lowry's the heart. He's the one you really uh, feel with and feel for. Uh, Mr. Stroop is the one you're observing. You're just like, what is this guy going to do next? Mm-hmm. You know, he flips the desk, he does this. And then the other two characters really did get more developed, and we actually rounded out the assistant principal. We wanted to show the administrative side because it's like that that side is it is like cops. You know, I mean, you're just like they are handling so much yeah. and on the run like crazy with their walkie-talkies. And so we wanted to show her conflict of missing the classroom. And so we actually went back and reshot a couple scenes where you see her on the phone with her husband. Mm-hmm. So she was working more. And so that storyline really got, you know, beefed up a bit in editing because we decided to go back and reshoot. And then we had uh, Coach Webb, the other female teacher, that we just kind of had her bouncing off with uh, Miss Riddell. And then also the love interest was not something we initially went into because they're married in real life. I didn't know if you knew that, but uh, mm-hmm. Troy and Janelle Schramer are married, the D coach and the first-year teacher. And so we kind of hinted. There were scenes we flirted with that. Mm-hmm. And then when we started editing, I'm like, you know, I really like this. This is a nice little kind of addition. It gives Lowry some dimension. He's not so serious. And it really works out nicely. We were really pleased because we didn't want to try to make it, you know. Well, there's the, there's the one yeah. scene where they're playing basketball. The guys are yes. playing basketball, and she kind of wanders over. And there's there's this awkwardness to this encounter that it just felt very, very much like uh, two people trying to figure it out. <laughs> totally. And that's what we, you know, hey, I taught. I had a crush on a couple of teachers, yeah. I, you yeah. know. It's the truth, yeah. and, uh, you know, people get crushes on people at work. It happens. One of the things about the, the character of Mr. Lowry, which is he kind of, he, he's the guy, the idealist. He's the most idealistic uh, mm-hmm. of the people going in and thinks he's going to just be Mr. Opus in some ways. And mm-hmm. it's nice to see the way his character develops in a way that becomes more world-weary, world-aware, I guess I would say, but doesn't lose his basic core. He doesn't become a different person. He just experience teaches him 
Uh, totally. And uh, and he's still basically the same, and he still has a lot of the same idealism as as the story progresses, which I I really appreciated. In, in oh, that that's good. Yeah, that's something we were going after. Is like you know we've been saying a couple things. Just because you have a good heart yeah. doesn't mean you'll be a good teacher. Just right. because you're a good uncle or a good camp counselor, you know, does not mean you're going to be a good teacher. And and I think. I, I know I went in very naive. I think a lot of people do. And people think, hey, I'm good at math. I could teach math. And that's not true. You know, there's, it's a real gift. And the calling, it does need time. It's a skill that needs time to hone as well. But I think that was the respect we really wanted to pay to the profession is what through his character was like, just because he was an engineer and he comes in with a good heart doesn't mean necessarily that he's going to be called to be a teacher. Right. We're speaking with Mike Akel, and the film is Chalk. I had a question about Ms. Riddell. That's Shannon Harrigan's character, yes. am I right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. she comes in, she she was a teacher, now she's in administration and she has a moment or at least several moments where she has to be more disciplinarian with the teachers. And they mm-hmm. think she's turned, she's become a you know, an authoritarian instead of a friend. Did you write that into one of your improv scripts or did that just happen? You know, we did, we did, that was uh, based on kind of a combo. The assistant principal was, I, <clears throat> there were a couple of assistant principals at our school that I really admired, and, and, and I'd heard they were amazing in the classroom, and I saw them so tired. There was one that I just saw, I was like, man, I wonder if she should really be an assistant principal, not because she wasn't good, but it just seemed like it was sucking the life out of her. Yeah. And then I, you know, my mom's story is she has a doctorate, and she was getting her master's and then got her doctorate all while she was teaching special ed math. And she thought, oh, I'll get this doctorate. I'll climb the ladder, right, like all of us, the American dream. Yeah. And then she did all of that, got her doctorate to realize that she just loves teaching in a high school classroom. I don't need more money. I'm content. That was kind of the driving force behind her character. And then also to, of course, show the tension of when you do climb, you're sort of, you know, there's jealousy, there's envy. You don't understand this anymore, and so we had that conflict with her, her well, colleague slash friend. The, the film uh, d- doesn't beat you over the head, but you get the sense, the sort of grinding bureaucracy. You get that <laughs> yeah. sense of it, especially when she sits down with the uh, the principal for the first yes. time, and yeah. you have a sense these are good people, but there's a system where, and then she starts talking about the reports that they need to fill out all the time. <laughs> so it's all this yeah. time doing that, and you can sort of see the you know the life being sucked out of them right there on screen. You can just see that this is not what they signed on for. Is this a sort of a, a variation on the Peter Principle where you, you have good teachers, they move up into the bureaucracy, and then we lose them. We lose good yeah. teachers that way. It is interesting, you know, and I mean, I think it applies to all industries, right? You know, yeah. um, we're filmmakers. We want to be doing the studio project, but do we really want to do that? And, I'm, you know, we're about to find out we're working on a similar film to Chalk, and mm-hmm. we're going to get paid to actually do it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm asking myself, is this, you know, I would rather take less money and chew it slow, um, be the singer-songwriter than the big pop star and, and go crazy, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. think it's funny. You think that, um, that that just applies to your life, but look at teaching. And I think we need people that really want to be in that classroom. You've shined a light on this. You've articulated something that much of the political discussions in this country are about education and how we need to improve it and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. This is a very humanizing story. You can understand the dynamics that are at work. Not only do you need good teachers, you need the resources, you need good administration, you need, and you need, as Ms. Rendell says, it all starts at home. She said if exactly. there's 57 reasons, the first 57 are about being the parents and the, the training they get at home. The 58th reason is school, and that's why students will succeed. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was and, about as preachy as we got. Yeah, we like, got to throw that one in. Yeah, yeah, because you know? yeah, I had that sense right away. You can have all the best stuff in the world, but the kids coming in don't have any fire, any desire to be better at uh, mm-hmm. be better students. Then you're really pushing that rock up the hill every day. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the deal. As a teacher, you're you come in, and I really believe that the teachers come they're not there for the money i mean it's not like a surprise you show up get your first paycheck you know you're getting 30 or 40 grand (laughs) it's no big deal because you're like an artist you're like a minister you're like a policeman the civil servants of society are not driven by money we're driven by connections with people and i think that's what's disheartening is a teacher comes in to see the light bulb go on in these kids well when they don't even have the you know when the discipline system's not set in place and your hands are tied and you can't you feel like you're babysitting yeah. for lack of a better term i mean it really feels like that then you're like gosh i'd just rather go over here to this small school or go to this little youth program and really make a, a difference in 12 kids lives than try to do 30 and babysit yeah. And so I think that's what a lot of the, the, you know, your sort of inner city public school teachers are feeling today. Mike Akel, the film is Chalk. It's a beautiful little film about the everyday life of teachers. I appreciate you coming here uh, to, to visit us here on Film School. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.org slash film school.